Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, a spiritual wake-up call from the book of Revelation. God, I want to wake up to the life you've called me to. God, I don't want to live my life leaving you on the outside. When I call myself a Christian, I want to make you a part of my everyday life. I don't want to live as a Christian in a lukewarm state, God. I want to live in the center where you've called me to be. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend. Our program features the Bible teaching of Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Today is the final message in Mark's series, Deeper Beyond Shallow Spirituality, and we hope this message about the letter to the church at Laodicea serves as a wake-up call for you to recognize and act on the warning lights flashing in your spiritual life. If you'd like to hear any message in this series again, it's all available on demand on our website, boldstepsweekend.org. That's boldstepsweekend.org. Now, talking about the subtle dangers of pride and materialism, here's Mark Job with Bold Steps Weekend. It seems like every year in Chicago, there's some family that goes to bed unsuspectingly, and because of some malfunction in their heating system, this odorless, imperceivable gas begins to seep out into the house and while they are sleeping it begins to penetrate their mind and their senses it begins to knock them into subconsciousness and when they're sleeping they never wake up and someone finds them the next day dead because of this odorless invisible enemy has invaded their household You see, pride is that odorless, invisible enemy that can destroy our spirit and our soul. What pride tells you is this. Pride says, I don't need anybody. Pride says, I am self-sufficient, self-confident, self-contained. I don't need anybody. I don't have to get help from anything or anyone because I can handle all my issues on my own. That's pride. And when it comes to God, when it comes to God, pride is the ultimate insult to the grace and power of God. When you see someone proud, you'll see someone that doesn't pray very much because why do they need to go to God when they can handle 90% of the problems on their own? You see, the problem with wealth is that it gives us a certain degree. The problem with material possessions is it gives us a certain degree of insulation, a certain degree of, of uh, thinking that we're safe and okay. Uh, visit some countries that have less wealth than America and you'll find a humility there that does not exist in this country because people are poorer, because they know hunger. When I was in Mozambique, Africa, I saw a lot less pride because I'd walk into people's huts Dirt floors, people that were hungry, dying of malaria or AIDS, Uh, people that the average length of life is 40 years old. When you realize that you lack, you 
have a tendency of being less proud. When you think that you have resources and you think you can buy things and you think that you're okay, you tend to be a little bit more proud. But, but strip someone of all of the uh, resources they, they have and strip someone of the false sense of the security that materialism gives and sometimes you'll see someone suddenly crumble and acknowledge their need for God, but it only happens oftentimes when we're stripped of our false sense of security. This church, the church of Laodicea, was living in denial. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, but he gives more grace. That's why scripture said God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You see, our pride makes it hard for us to come to an altar and say, I need prayer. I need God. Because pride tells us, what are other people going to think? That I got problems? That I have issues? I mean, I may go up and pray and people may think, oh, this person, look, yeah, of course, they got problems. I... Pride makes us during worship time have a hard time expressing our devotion to God, especially men. I've had men tell me I've been in a worship service and, 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 and tears started coming down to my eyes and I fought them and I, I didn't want anybody to see that I was weak. I didn't want anybody to know that inside it was hitting me. Why? Pride. Admit that I have issues. Admit that I need help. Admit that there's weakness within my soul and spirit and heart. Pride causes us to never want to say I'm sorry because it's admitting I was wrong. Pride causes you to excuse the issues around you. Pride causes you not to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? I was wrong because pride thinks that it's never wrong. It wants the other person to apologize because it's always the other person's fault. Listen, spiritual pride takes away our fervency, our desire, our hunger to pray, to worship, to get into the word, to be there, to acknowledge our need of God because spiritual pride says you're okay, you can handle it on your own. The first thing is that we break the denial mindset and admit our spiritual condition. Secondly, he goes on to say in verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire so that you can become rich and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. This is interesting language because Jesus, the Spirit of God, is saying to this church, I counsel you, I give you advice that you need to buy from me. He uses the language of, of, of commercial language, the language of trade that they understood. To buy from you? And they would throw up their arms and say, what can you give us? What do we need to buy from you that we don't already have? Look, the three things that they were most proud of was their gold, their wool, and their medicine. Now, what do we need from you, God, that we don't already have? 
He, God says to him, the spirit of God says to him, the three things that you're proud of the most really won't get you anywhere because you need something more than what you have. Listen to me. You need something more than what you have. He says, your gold, I'm going to tell you something about your gold. The gold that you have is not going to last. You need to buy real gold. Real gold that's refined by fire. You see, the thing about fire is that fire burns things and purifies things. Listen, there are people during this economic collapse and, and crunch that we've had in this nation, there have, been, there have been people that have committed suicide because the wealth that they had accumulated as they saw the stock market plunge, their entire worth and value and identity was in what they had and they saw all their security go, so they thought life is not worth living. One man killed his entire family and then took a revolver to his head and shot himself. Another man was in the news not too long ago where he took a plane, tried to, tried to fake his own death. Remember that? You see, suddenly, when people start losing things, they start realizing what I had my confidence in, really. What I, what I had my identity and confidence in, wasn't as confident as I thought it was. Let me tell you something about security and material wealth and cars and possessions and health that you have and career that you have. All of that is temporary and all of that is subject, is subject. It could be here in a moment and be gone the next moment. I may talk to a man and a man may say, I don't care how the economy goes because I got a strong back. As long as I have a strong back, as long as I have my health, I can do that. I'm going to tell you something. You know, health can go in a moment too. Health can go in a moment. All it takes is a car accident. All it takes is a, is a visit to the hospital when you're diagnosed with some sort of form of cancer or heart disease. All it takes is a moment. Listen, you may think that you're healthy as a bull, but I've done funerals of people that thought they were healthy and had a long time to live. Listen, your health, your health is not invulnerable. You say, oh, Pastor, you don't know. See, I got my, I got my wealth put away. I got, a, I got a couple houses. I got, I got some pension. I got, you know, all that is good. But it, all it takes is a couple turns, a couple turns in the stock market, a couple bad investments, thing, a couple turns in the economy that you have no control over to lose much of what you have. All it takes is a little like that. That's all it takes. listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, a message titled Your Spiritual Wake-Up Call. If you'd like to revisit today's broadcast or listen to any past message, you'll find easy access online at boldstepsweekend.org. By the way, if you haven't already signed up for Mark's weekly devotional email, you'll want to do that today so you can be on the list for next week's delivery of the Bold Stepper Weekly. Start your Mondays off right by receiving these encouraging messages straight from the desk of Mark Job. To sign up and learn more, just go online to boldstepsweekend.org. And then if you'd also like access to the special new video content coming out exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. Mark offers brand new teachings and short videos on subjects like identity, personal growth, living on mission, and even dating and marriage. 
You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in this website handle, youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Now let's return to today's message, talking about how to regain our hunger and thirst for God. Here again is Mark Joe. And what God says to these people is, hey, hey, your gold, you need real gold. Gold that lasts into eternity. Gold that you have that when you die, you can carry it with you because this is not the gold of the mineral type. This is gold of works of your life, of something that values, something that's inside of you that no one can take away from you. And he says, I counsel you to buy from me white clothes to wear. See, they were proud of their clothes. They were proud of their mercantile textile industry. And he says, hey, the clothes that you have that you're proud of, you need real clothes. The clothes of my righteousness, the clothes that covers your shame and your nakedness, not the pearly white clothes you have, not the dresses that that you have, not the latest fashions that you have that you're so proud of, but you need to clothe yourself with something that'll last more than that, something that covers your shame, something that covers your nakedness, something that covers your sin. It's my righteousness and my forgiveness that can clothe you. Many of us feel like we have no hunger or thirst for God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I wish I had more hunger for God. I wish I had more desire to seek him and worship him and pray, but I don't. I don't know why it's not there. I mean, I go to church because I know I should, so I drag myself in here, but I'm not really into it. I don't really have a hunger to get into the word during the week. I don't have a hunger to worship. I barely pray. I mean, I know I should, and there's a guilt inside of me that says you need to pray more. You need to talk to God more. You need a witness. And I know all the things that I should because I've been taught that I should do those things, but I have no desire to do them. I have no hunger to do them. I have no, no, nothing inside of me that says, yeah, I really want to do this. I don't know what my problem is. I know what your problem is. You see, I know that just like your physical body, without food, you're hungry. You were meant to hunger for food because it gives you nutrients. And when you don't have food, you get hungry inside. It's just natural. No one has to teach you to be hungry. When you don't eat, you get hungry. Like some of you are already hungry right now saying, okay, Pastor Lucy. <laughs> Unless you only lose your appetite when you fill yourself on stuff that is not nutritional but fills your stomach. I'll try this right before it's mealtime. Get a big, big, big bag of popcorn and eat it. Now, we all know that popcorn doesn't have a lot of nutritional value, but you know it fills you up. And so after you're filled on junk food, a bunch of popcorn, you, someone puts a steak in front of you or some other uh, bowl of salad or broccoli or whatever it is and you're like nah what's the matter you're not hungry no I, just, I don't know I just don't have an appetite I'm sure you had an appetite 
You had an appetite, but you filled yourself on junk food. And you know that junk food is not nutritional to your system, but what it does is it placates your hunger. It satisfies your hunger with a substitute. But in reality, it's not what you need. So, so you have no hunger for the real stuff because you're full of junk food, cheap substitutes. Let me tell you, you have a hunger for God. There is a hunger inside of you for the things of God, the purpose and the destiny, the communion, the intimacy. You have, you were created to hunger for God. You were engineered to desire God. You were created from the foundation of the earth for something inside of you to say, I am not complete until I have God. Pascal said it, everybody has a God-shaped vacuum inside. When you do not have a relationship, fulfilling intimate relationship with God, you hunger for something. The problem is a lot of us, when we hunger, you're going to a relationship and trying to have a relationship. Fill up your soul and have a man satisfy you and fill you and love you. But it's only like popcorn. You go away from that and you feel hungry. You want more. You're trying to drain it out of them. Fill me, fill me. But it feels like it's unsatisfying because in reality, you want a man to give you what only God can give you. Some of you men are looking for significance. You're looking for a purpose, a mission. You're looking for, for that which will fulfill your life. And so you're climbing the corporate ladder. You're trying to get more titles under your belt and you're trying to accumulate more toys and you have this drive that's pushing you forward. I want to succeed. I want to do something. But in reality, what you don't understand is that that drive within you is the drive to be what God has called you to be. The drive within in you is to be, to live on purpose with the mission, the significance that God has called you to. You're driven and you're throwing it into other things and you climb that ladder and when you reach that pedestal, all you have is the next pedestal in front of you because in reality what you need is God. Deep inside, the greatest, deepest longing of your heart can only be satisfied in that which is eternal, in that which comes from the hand of God and the heart of God, ultimately. Then he says to them, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be earnest and repent. You see, what God is saying, I love this about the heart of God, what he's saying is, I love you. I love you. And I'll let you go down this path, and he's talking to believers. Mind you, he's talking to people that are believers. Call themselves Christians. He said, I'll let you go down this path, but I'm going to rebuke you. I'm going to discipline you. And the further you go down the path, the, the, the higher I'm going to crank up my discipline. Because what God wants to do is he wants you to respond to his gentle discipline, not to his harsh discipline. God is a gentleman. 
He'll never knock the door down. He looks for your invitation. He looks for your willingness to go to the door and say, God, forgive me. Come in. God, forgive me that I fill my life on cheap substitutes. God, I want to hunger for you, Lord. God, forgive me that I've fallen into lukewarmness, Lord. I want my spirit to be fervent again for you, Lord. Bring me back. Come on in. Fellowship, eat, speak to me, God. I need to hear your voice and walk with you and commune with you. Be a part of every day of my life, God. I want that restored. That's the heart of God. And he ends this letter by saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God says to the churches. He that has ears to hear, we all have ears, don't we? Unless you box Mike Tyson, you have ears. It's not about your physical ears, it's about your inner ears, your spiritual ears. What he's saying to you, I know you have ears, but are you hearing me? I know you're hearing my words, but do you hear my message? If you hear my message, has it connected with your heart? Has that alarm clock resonated? Has it made noise that's waking you up and saying, God, I don't want to be asleep anymore. God, I want to wake up to the life you've called me to. God, I don't want to live my life leaving you on the outside when I call myself a Christian. God, I want to invite you in. I want to seek you and love you and walk with you. I want to hear your voice and respond to your conviction. God, I want to make you a part of my everyday life. I want you to know how much I need you. I want you to empower me and convict me. I want your wisdom and your, your, your love to flow through me. I want to be a channel of, of your message in my life. I want to live your purposes and be full of you God that's what I want in my life God I don't want to live for myself I don't want to live as a Christian in a lukewarm state God I want to live in the center where you called me to be that's Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps Weekend your spiritual wake-up call that's the title of today's message and the last in the Deeper Beyond Shallow Spirituality series. If you missed any part of this study or would like to revisit a lesson, you'll find them online at boldstepsweekend.org. And while you're on our website, you'll also see that we have a very special resource available known as our Bold Step Gift. It's a book titled The Seven Resolutions, written by Pastor Carl Clausen, who's also host of the Moody Radio Show, Carl and Crew Mornings. And today we get the privilege of sitting down with Carl here in the studio to get a special preview of what this book is all about. Mark? You know, something that we're especially passionate about here at Bold Steps is the theme of helping people get unstuck. Carl, you have this book that helps people do just that. Talk to me about that. You know, I firmly believe from my own life that what keeps us most stuck is what's in the shadows of our life. Mm. Not the stuff people can see, but the unseen things. And that's what's killing us. Yeah. One of the lost great arts that we find in the scripture, Jesus refers to it all the time, is he says, listen, that stuff in the shadows, pull it out, confess it, bring it into the light. But then he says something that we often forget. He says, if the eye caused you to sin, gouge it out. Mm. If your hand caused you to sin, cut it off. And obviously he's used in hyperbole. <laughs> but it's utilized by Paul all through the book of Romans. 
It's repeated at least 40 times in the New Testament to put sin to death. We need to learn the art again of killing what's killing us, taking extreme measures to deal with it, bring it into the light, get creative with Mm. how to put sin to death because what's in the shadows is keeping us stuck. But if we bring it into the light, get creative about killing it, we will not be stuck again. Uh, I love that. You're hearing Carl Clausen. He's the author of a book that recently came out called The Seven Resolutions. He talks about that in this book. And the subtitle is Where Self-Help Ends and God's Power Begins. Thank you, Mark. And thank you, Carl. So no matter where you are in your faith journey, we want to equip you for the next season. So reach out today and request this book, The Seven Resolutions, when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Weekend. Call us today at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. Or go online to boldstepsweekend.org. You can also send your gift in the mail. Just address your financial gift to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And then we just want to remind you, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the Bold Steps Weekend podcast. Just open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or mobile device and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job, and then click subscribe to make sure you never miss one of these Bible lessons. By the way, if you'd like to hear even more Bible teaching from Mark throughout the week, be sure to join us each weekday on Bold Steps. If you can't find our daily program on your local station, just go to boldstepsradio.org to find more ways to listen. Are there skills you used to have in your life that you've forgotten? Well, we all have them. Could it be that you have foundational spiritual skills in your life that have faded over time? Mark Job will address this issue and offer a jump start next time as we begin a new series titled Bullseye Living, Staying on Target with God. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us next time on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.